2: We take it to naturopathic doctors and they'd be like, this is not high quality enough, it's not potent enough, too many ingredients, like all of these issues. So there was this like big disconnect with like, Consumers and people in the wellness world, like actual like professionals. So we decided we wanted to bridge that gap.
3: And we have this thing where we say, take the biggest risk possible as long as it doesn't kick you out of the game. And so we kept trying to take the biggest risk as long as we spend enough money so we get the best branding and the best product out there. But if things all went wrong and people hated everything, we could try again.
1: This episode is for the entrepreneur who wants to fight bloat. Okay, These are the bloat capsules that I've been talking about on my Instagram stories forever. I heard about them through Melissa Wood Health, and the Array founders came on to break it down for us. They talk all about entrepreneurship, like I said on this episode, but also about bloat, okay? We know my whole entire product line is about fighting inflammation in the face, so to have something that helps with the body, I'm about. I feel like there's a lot of synergy here, okay?
0: In connecting here with Nishan Sif was so impactful for us because you can just, sometimes you meet founders and you're like, okay, these people really, really believe in what they're doing. They're not just slapping a label on something and trying to make some money. They really, really have done their research here. They started this, completely bootstrapped the business, sourced the best ingredients. This story is extremely, you know, inspirational to me because, and I admire both of them because it's, it's really, really difficult to take something from nothing, build it into something like they have. And I think there's benefit to anyone that's listening out there that's got an idea in their head and just wants to make the best of it and build a business. Um, you know they've definitely done that, and I'm so excited to see what they continue to do. And I think there's a lot of really big knowledge bombs that they each drop in this episode for people that are getting ready to start a new business, are in the process of running a new business, are looking for an idea of business to start. And so definitely pay attention if you're somebody out there that has aspirations to do these types of things um, in entrepreneurial endeavors.
1: So Sif, she struggled with health issues for years, and then she turned to natural remedies. And that's sort of why she wanted to create this. She saw space in the market because she couldn't find a natural, organic, high-quality supplement that was 100% natural. And then her husband, and they are an absolutely adorable couple, comes from a tech background. I think this is so smart when you're building a company because you have the creative and then someone who's a little bit more techy. To just really quickly tell you about Array, we are doing a giveaway with them at the end, and I know you guys are going to want to try their products, so stay tuned. If I were to tell you to start with one of their products, it would obviously be the Bloat, and these are these capsules. That's a blend of five herbs and a fruit. And why I like it is like I know exactly what's in it, and one of the ingredients is so crazy. It's actually what my my plastic surgeon recommended to me to use naturally after a boob job. I've done research on all the ingredients. They have five stars on all their products. They're very popular. I'm sure you've seen them all over Instagram. And this was a lifesaver during postpartum. We're so excited for you guys to meet the adorable couple behind Array. They're entrepreneurial, smart, and go-getters. And like Michael said, there's a lot of gems in this episode. With that, let's welcome Sif and Nish.
3: This is The
0: Skinny Confidential, him and her.
1: I am so excited to have you both in studio. I am such a fan of your brand. You know how seriously I take bloat. I do not fuck around when it comes to puffiness and bloat and just feeling inflamed so, just to give the audience some context, I would love to kind of go back, maybe how you guys met before you guys had the business.
2: Sure. So, we met in university. Nish was a nerdy engineer. And I was not. I was like an arts and science student. I like, I remember the first time I met him, I think his like nipples were out in one of those like oversized tank tops. And I was like, I did not know guy? how to dress.
3: I was wearing those like nipple bearing tank tops. I was literally just studying mechanical engineering and that was kind of my life.
0: I'm really upset you didn't wear the nipple bearing tank top here today.
3: <laughs> I still have it. I still have so it. Take your shirt off. Put the nipple oh bearing. my goodness, don't even.
2: Oh man, yeah. So that's how we met. We were friends for a while and then we started dating. Like There was always tension. And so then we started dating, like, I don't know, six months after meeting each other. Yeah, yeah. And we've been together for nine years now. So... Yeah, long ass time. At what point did you guys
1: decide that you wanted to start a business together? I would love to really hear the nitty gritty of how obviously it's not easy to launch products. So give us like give us a peek inside what that was like at that
2: time.
0: It was love at first nipple.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's what it was. That's what I knew. No, it was. So before starting Array, like just to give you guys a bit of background, I had my blog, Icing and Glitter and my podcast, and I was doing that for a while and Nish comes from a tech background, if you want to get into that. and
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I came from a technology background, and I was always attracted to whatever Sif was doing because it was so different than my world. And vice versa, Sif was, was kind of taking a look at the different interesting you know, technical things that I was working on. But we were always in these separate fields. And then we said, okay, well, we really want to work together on something just because I think that it would make our relationship a lot better. Because she was traveling all the time. I was working in in these different cities, traveling all the time to, let's say, India, because I was working for this um, Fintech tech company, company yeah. in, in India. And so we said, why don't we work together, figure out a way to work on something together. And that's just something we always wanted to do. And the whole thing kind of started because Sif had this health issue. Sif, I think you should really talk about yeah, your health issue. so I'm going to-
2: I had issues with my immune system for like the entirety of my lifetime. I was always on antibiotics. I never really got any answers as to why I was feeling like shit all the time. And what really started everything was when I fractured a rib from a chronic cough that just wasn't going away. Wait, you
0: coughed in a rib? Cr- yeah. Like <laughs>
2: it was like chronic. I was coughing for a while. And like, this is when I'm like, I don't know, like 22, 23 years yeah, old. Yeah, yeah. Right. And like, that just doesn't make any sense. Right. I broke my rib. or sorry, I fractured my rib. And when I went to the doctor, I was just so kind of I was really upset, right? I was like, okay, what can I do about this? And she's like, okay, well, here's some codeine. And I was like, yeah, that's not going to do it for me. So I started researching everything that I could get my hands on in the natural world. And at that point, I'd basically kind of come up with like, as I started troubleshooting, not only my immune system, I started troubleshooting other things that were kind of issues in my life, like digestion and fatigue and all of these little things that don't make you feel like your most optimal self. And- I started taking all of these supplements. I basically created this apothecary at home. I think Nish.
3: Hated like there me. were there were so <laughs> many supplements everywhere and anytime you would travel together, I'm the one carrying suitcases full oh, of supplements. I, <laughs> you know that life. I know that
0: fucking yeah. <laughs> life, Nish. I know that life better than most. I get it.
3: Yeah, What exactly. do you know about that life? Uh, <laughs> you
0: should You're see some of this my way. Yeah, no. I, I, yeah, but you should see some of the stuff that I catch her trying to put in there, I, I, I know. A, I know, it's ridiculous. One
1: time I put five pound weights in because I needed to work oh out. My I God. would totally do that. That would drive
0: me nuts. Yeah, it did drive me nuts. It <laughs> would drive
1: me nuts. Go ahead.
0: Anyways, we so. We can cry about
3: this later. I, absolutely, because like, I'm carrying these suitcases and we we're in Paris and Paris only has staircases, not elevators. So I'm carrying like suitcases up, up this thing. I'm like, this is like, I don't want to come to Paris ever again. Anyway, I think carrying those suitcases upstairs made me sick. I'm like, okay, well give me the supplements that you have because I'm not feeling too good. So I'm having these supplements. They're working really well. I'm like, okay, whoa, okay, this is kind of like working out. Like, what are you putting in this The cancer?
0: irony is the supplements got you sick, but yes. then they saved you. <laughs> full
3: circle, full <laughs> circle. I don't know if this is planned, Sip, but it, it went really well. You did a good job. So then, anyway, these supplements are working. I'm constantly asking Sip, okay, what is working? What What is in these things that keep giving them to me? So I'm stealing her supplements, but I'm also stealing her skincare. And so I can go into... Her kind of bathroom area was like literally filled with skincare. And I was like, okay, I, and I'm experimenting with a bunch of stuff. And then about six months into stealing all of her skincare, I'm like, I know exactly what to use for what type of problem. So I know I can go pick up the Ole Henryson brightening serum for brightening up my skin. I know I can go get like dark spot serum for my dark spots. Like I'm the chump that walks in at night and starts putting avocado under eye cream. Like that's the kind of stuff that has to- you know you and I have a lot in common. <laughs> there you go. I just
0: gotta get one of those nipple shirts so that we're we'll <laughs> That's it. That's set. it. And then, and then we're we're like basically twinning.
3: <laughs> it's so funny, but I'm doing this and I was like, wait, I can do such a good job in the beauty space, but I have no idea what the supplement space is like. About. He'd
2: be asking me, okay, like I'm feeling stressed. What are the things you can give me? And I'd be making these like custom concoctions for him, and it was so annoying for me too, right? Like just every time he has an issue coming to me, like, oh, I need like. Whatever for this issue. And so then we were looking at the wellness space and we saw such a gap whereby the beauty space is so straightforward for any idiot to navigate. Okay. Like, of course, you can get into depth about ingredients if you want to, but like anyone can go into Sephora or Sephora.com or anything and find whatever issues, like, sorry, solutions they have for issues that they, that they like whatever deal with. Right. Whereas in the wellness world, it was this convoluted process. Everything was hideous. Like those individual ingredients, which I had to buy by God, I didn't want them to be seen anywhere in my house. Like they were like in my pantry, so ugly. So we wanted to fill that space. Like we really wanted to create simplified, super effective products, which actually looked chic on someone's nightstand because we felt that the professional great supplement brands were not speaking to people like normal women. And the blends that kind of existed on the market as well, like just cutesy things you'd see, like, you know, at your local drugstore, we'd take it to naturopathic doctors and they'd be like, this is not high quality enough, it's not potent enough, too many ingredients, like all of these issues. So there was this like big disconnect with like consumers and people in the wellness world, like actual like professionals. So we decided we wanted to bridge that gap.
1: So I would love to know where you even got started. What people don't realize about product is there's manufacturing, there's packaging, there's design, there's graphic designers, there's the website, there's the marketing strategy, the formulation, the distribution, the shipping. <laughs>
2: well, you I know mean, firsthand hand oh like books,
1: it's it's on and fucking on and on and on and on and just when you think you're you're done, then you have to do another product. <laughs> So I would love to know about how and the reason I would love to know this is because there's people listening that don't even know how to start. But you guys figured it out. And I love people that figure it out. So talk to us about what that figuring out process was like.
3: Look, the very first thing is that we were very constrained when it came to funds. I think that was a blessing for us because we had little funds. We said, what do we do with the very little money we have? And so we kind of said, "Okay, well, we must have a amazing brand. that looks beautiful. So put a lot of money into branding. And the second thing is efficacy. So make sure your product is the best product out there. Source the best ingredients and just no matter how much it kind of cost. And so we said, let's go and do those two things. We will deplete almost 50% of our funds doing that. But you know what? That's a good way to do it. But the way we dealt with it was kind of, like we have this thing where we say, take the biggest risk possible as long as it doesn't kick you out of the game. And so we kept trying to, Take the biggest risk as long as we spend enough money so we get the best branding and the best product out there but if things all went wrong and people hated everything we could try again and so the very first thing is that we actually came to la and we worked with an agency over here to talk about our voice, talk about a story, talk about our branding and packaging. Like
2: get it down to a T. And I remember like, I come from a creative background and niche is super technical and analytical. And this was such a back and forth between us. Like, where do we want to spend this money? And I was like, no, we're putting it into branding because this is what's going to differentiate us. This is like, we know if we work with like a great agency and we're happy with our final brand, that's it. Like you, it's like money well spent. So it was that, and then again, like what Nish said, the best possible ingredients. We never wanted to cut corners. We knew that even, like no matter what, every ingredient had to be organic. Like whatever could possibly be organic, we would source it organic, things like that. And then finding the right doctor and someone we could partner with who we could trust. Because look, You can go and work with a lab and have just like white label, whatever products they're putting out. No, we wanted to come up with the best fucking blend on the market for both of our products. And so we found a naturopathic doctor who is genuinely an expert in her field. And we knew she would do a badass job formulating. So that was really like the whole process. And then after that, after we found our doctor, it was like off to the races. Let's go find a manufacturer who actually does that minimum order quantity, which won't kill us. Because again, it's like minimum viable product, right? You go to market, but we can't order 10,000 of each thing when we're bootstrapped. So it was like finding the right place that can source organic ingredients with us and have that be a partnership, and then also give us the minimum order quantity that we want. We're like crazy researchers. How many years did it take to develop?
3: This was a full year in the, in the making. Like, we, in the yeah, making. a full year in the making. We launched officially in March last year. But we were planning all of this for about a year before that. We
2: met with our branding agency in January 2019. We were formulating even before that. So it was like probably more than a year, like in yeah, terms so, of the yeah, formulation. So even more than that, it was actually. it was a while. Like this yeah. whole process was very lengthy because we're putting like we're, we're creating ingestibles. Like that's not a that's not a joke. Like that's serious. And we wanted we we went out there being like we're gonna be the best. Like by God, we're gonna be the best no matter what.
1: I'm so excited to see what's gonna happen for you guys. Were
2: you? <laughs> working
1: at other jobs while you were building this. You know what I'm about? No days wasted. I don't want to waste one day, which is why I am a huge fan of no days wasted DHM detox. It's a vitamin for when you drink. Okay. It's a herbal supplement packed with antioxidants anti-inflammatory ingredients. I am about the anti-inflammatory ingredients and it's plant based.
0: And let me tell you, it works. And it, we put it, it to the test. We put it to the test. We had weddings and travel with a baby and you had baby showers and bridal showers and bachelorette parties and podcasts and everything, dinners. And let me tell you, We put this stuff to the test and boy, does it help.
1: Here's where I really knew it was like really legit is when we went to Cabo and we had 8,000 margaritas. And what I would do is I would take two capsules after my first couple of drinks and it would go to work. So I would wake up in the morning feeling so normal. Like we worked I, out
0: every day in Cabo.
1: Every day I worked out. You guys, I'm not even And joking. we had fun at night
0: every day too, or every night. So We had
1: fun every night, every day too, <laughs> but we also worked out. So there was no brain fog and I didn't feel gross the next day. I just feel good about taking an herbal supplement that's full of all these anti-inflammatory ingredients when I'm drinking. It feels a little bit, <laughs> it feels a little bit better. And then I wake up, I ice roll. I'm feeling good. Like I said, no brain fog, all thanks to DHM Detox. You got to try it. Bachelorette parties, weddings, 4th of July, whatever. It is totally worth it. And what I like best about it, it's a little tiny packet. You can throw it in your handbag. It's quick, it's efficient, and it goes to work. It's a completely risk-free purchase, which we love. And I just feel like time is our greatest asset. So why waste days feeling crappy after a few drinks? You deserve to have your cake and eat it too, have your margarita and drink it too. And we got you a 20% off code for your order and free shipping in the United States. You're going to head over to nodayswasted.co slash skinny. And use promo code SKINNY at checkout. That's no nodayswasted.co slash SKINNY for 20% off your order. You're welcome.
3: Oh my God. Yes, you're working on a job building this. So I was working full-time on my technology um, company. And I was like leading up this entire team. So it was a pretty intense job. Um, and, I, and this was, I, and I had just joined this job. So it was it was an amazing role. Everything is going great. I was also traveling to India and between Toronto and India often kind of for the job. But so, of course, I'm, every part of my free time, I was working with SIF on kind of figuring these things out. And then sometimes I would take a sick day to fly to L.A. to meet with the agency to kind of figure this stuff out. But essentially, it came to a point where about a year in, we were maxed out. Like we were working Honestly, like 16 to 18 hours a day. This I, is
2: like November, by the way. Like this is oh, this yeah, November. This is, so, this is
3: November last year, November 2020. Yeah. November 2020, right up till then. And and so I was working all the time. I, w- I would wake up, work on Array, every break that I had, work on, maybe some of the PTM stuff, and then go back to working Array. Until I came to a point where I started doing the Tim Ferriss fear setting exercise. I'm like, what is stopping you from quitting this job? Like, what are you really, really worried about? And it came to a point where I didn't even have time to Think about that. And that's when I knew that this is just.
0: That's a great exercise and a TED talk. And I think this is such an important conversation because listen, in life, there's just some people that just want it more. You guys are clearly that. And I always, I love this story because a lot of people, they, they set up almost roadblocks themselves. Well, I don't have money or I don't have experience or I don't have pre-time or I have a job and I don't, this and that. You check all those boxes. You didn't necessarily have the money. You didn't necessarily have the time because you had a job. You also didn't necessarily have the expertise, but you went and fucking figured it out, which gives hope to anybody in your circumstance, in your previous circumstances, Mm -hmm. that if they want it bad enough and they're hungry enough, like they can figure it out. It's just a lot of people won't.
2: Yeah. And also, the other thing is so I quit my full time job in 2016 to go full-time with my blog. So I used to be a writer at Elle and I quit my job there to go full-time with my blog. And I've always had this like, I guess like thing in my head that your business gives to you what you give to it. Mm -hmm. And by the time that Nish was at that point, like in November, Array was doing well. Like it was definitely a self-sustaining business. It's not like we were taking this, like making it, Decision where we didn't even know if we had a minimum viable product and so I told him that I was like listen Like now's the time like you can't work 20 hours a day. It's not possible anymore and by that time I'd already kind of like Stopped working as a content creator like taking on any paid partnerships because I couldn't afford the time anymore And I was like "Nish, you just need to do it And since then like you just have to know you have to know what that right point is for you
0: well, this is so I think people for, I mean, because we've been doing this podcast for so long now, Mm -hmm. but people forget like the podcast is our side, it's the side hustle thing. And even when it pertains to Dear Media, people forget that we were living in San Diego. Dear Media was in L.A., I was running two other companies and I was driving up to LA at 10 o'clock at night every other night.
1: Excuse to, me, we. we, we.
0: No, but, yeah, yeah, but we. He,
1: I did make you drive and now he has a bad hip and he needs a hip replacement probably. probably yeah. oh like,
0: my God. I have osteoporosis. No, no, but, but, but I think like, because again, you could look at, there's companies at different stages and people will look at you guys now like, this is a success or they could potentially look at your meeting like that's a success. But I like to point out, like there was a time and we like basically did half a podcast before this even started where we were bootstrapping it. We didn't have funds. I was running other companies, having two other full-time jobs mm-hmm. and driving up here in my free time and like doing the podcast in our spare time. And eventually, like obviously that changed. And now this is the full-time thing, Dear Media and the podcast, but people, th- people think, well, like, I don't have time to do this. It's like, you can do it if you want to work hard enough. And if you want to sacrifice, there's again, like my hip is actually fucked up from all this <laughs> yeah. But the, my point is, is people that are feeling like they're stuck in a nine to five or they're stuck doing something they don't want, like you do that until you can get something that you really want to do off the ground. You just have to make a lot of sacrifices. Totally. Totally.
1: I, you said something about time. I, I'm I love time. <laughs> Who cares about handbags and shoes if you don't have time? Totally. Talk to so us about true. time.
2: Oh God. I mean, that's what I pay my money for time. I feel like constantly, like, that's like the, the most expensive commodity. I feel like, especially... As we've started building array, like realizing just how precious it is, it is insane. And like for me, I I know like I try to optimize my day so that I'm working exactly when I work best to kind of make the most of that time get
1: micro on that
2: so i'm an early riser and i know that not everyone is i work best at five six in the morning oh.
3: <laughs> she's one of those she's one of those i hate it i can't do it
2: he's not like that though so we're different and like i think just recognizing that yeah so i like to wake up early and just get on with my day like obviously i have a morning routine and that also kind of helps me get into the mindset which is oh gosh this and tell is, us about
1: how you use array through that morning routine
2: so I wake up and like I have a couple of non-negotiables. Journaling is one of them. And I feel like I can go into this whole thing, but I feel like manifestation is like a very real thing. And like so much of what, what has happened with Array, I feel like I've also manifested. We've worked our asses off, but hey, manifestation works. OK, <laughs> so journaling, I meditate. I have my coffee. I try to get my steps in or do some sort of movement. I'll get my workout out of the way in the morning as well. So that's kind of how I start my day. And I always have to take two calm capsules in the morning. I'm just like an anxious person in general. And I feel like calm really, really helps. I take bloat at night and calm in the morning. And then I get on with my day and it's just, I try to kind of like with time to optimize things, I block off certain days to take on more meetings. Whereas like others are more for like head down time, but yeah, that's essentially like my system.
1: I love that. I'm I'm such a fan of batching all my podcasts in one day or batching all my calls in one day. There's nothing worse, in my opinion, and I realized this about seven years in, unfortunately, than having calls throughout the day, all day, that disrupt you. I, it's the fucking worst. It's the worst. And you. It, it's, I think, so much more strategic if you can just block calls to one or two or three days. As opposed to all week. All week. Yeah. You, I even have like, and I don't know, it sounds like you do this too, like creative time and that that that's just, maybe it's Instagram story. Maybe it's a blog post, but I have
2: to have that space. Yeah. I need that. And also like right now, so like Nish and I were just talking about this the other day where like I, so we work now in the same space, obviously. And the Slack notifications, they drive me crazy. Turn them off. Turn That's, off every notification. So you have to. You that, have turn to. off every notification. That's what I've done. And like sometimes I'll just hear it on Nish's computer. And I'm like, listen, you just have to block off time to answer Slack because it's going to it's going to it's going to kill me. He has him on his computer. I have yes. them on my the computer and my and, phone. And,
3: and they're always going that off. That is they're really bad going for off. your
1: cortisol. For me, I, when <laughs> someone has their phone ringer on, I'm like, mm, that tells me a lot about
3: you. <laughs> oh, I can't stand a phone ringer. She's, hold on.
0: She's also the person that talks on speakerphone in public. Yeah, oh, I am. I oh my awesome. God. You're <laughs> one of those. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. Oh, God. that's like.
1: No, I'm d- not saying my side of the street's perfect, but but the <laughs> notification thing, I think a it tip drives me is, crazy. is just turn it off.
2: And I feel like I don't answer all my Slack messages as they come in. I just take some time every couple of hours to get, To all my messages, because otherwise I'll be on that thing all day. I won't get anything done. I don't know. Yeah, what
3: might be really urgent for somebody else might be important, but it's not urgent for me or for you. Yeah,
2: so like that's something that we're both working on because as founders, you feel like you need to be there for your team all the time. But like we were also not people who like to micromanage our team at all. And so, like, this is just something that I do. And I've just told Nish, like, just turn it off and, like, take your time to do your shit and then answer the team later. Like, just do that. Otherwise, nothing will get done.
1: I think this brings me to my next question. How are you guys proactive as opposed to reactive? I think to build a business, you have to be very proactive and not just reactive to everything that comes at you.
3: Oh, my God. So, like, me and Sif, we spend majority of our mornings when we're, like, let's say we go for a walk every morning now, we will spend the first hours just talking and Thinking about the future. So we are so good at like dreaming essentially. And we will just dream of what we see array to be in the in the best future we can possibly imagine. Like three, four, five years from now, like what do we what do we see here? And then we'll be walking around like Melrose and be looking at different stores around be like, oh my God, how cool would it be to have an, an array store there? Or imagine if we were here. Or imagine if we did X number of dollars in sales. And it's just nice to be thinking really, really big and thinking of just the best possible scenario. And then all of a sudden, those things just come to you, like literally you you want to
2: roadmap your journey out based on like those really macro goals you have, I feel like. And I think that constantly revisiting that roadmap is really important for us because it helps us like sometimes as you're saying, Lauren, like it's so easy to become reactive when it's your business. And you have like right now we have a few people who work with us right and you can constantly be like putting out fires or being there for other people so we like to regroup every like at least two weeks to kind of zone in again on that roadmap so that we're not being as reactive like actually we did this regroup a few days ago yeah
3: I also find that when you're listening to podcasts or when you're listening to something really inspirational like you feel this like hit of inspiration but the thing is that the inspiration is really short lived. So whenever, like, you know, we're feeling something like that, we'll just quickly go and write down. Like, oh, my God, this would be so cool if this was the case. or it'd be, it'd be really amazing if we went and did a supplement for this kind of a specific type of issue or whatever. So you write these things down. And then whenever that inspiration hits. So, like, for me, I'm usually listening to my podcast when I'm going for a walk in the mornings. And so I will have my pen and paper when I'm on my walk. So I'll just sit on the sidewalk and just write down exactly those thoughts that are coming to my head because I know when I get back home, I'm not going to be remembering those things anymore. And then we'll go and revisit those ideas and dreams and all those things that we're talking about. And we said, OK, well, these are actually really cool. We see a world where this exists. Let's let's go and do that now. And so that's exactly why we're going to be, you know, opening up pop ups all over the place. Where we're going to be building out new formulations and what we want to do with the company that really, really helps with us.
1: here's a little hot tip. Since I have moved to Austin, I was trying to find the most streamlined delivery service, especially for lunch. I'm busy. I've got the baby. I'm working a lot from home right now. So I needed something that was organic and ready to eat. And I wanted something like very plant-based. I've been talking to my assistant who's on my team, Ansley, and she's plant-based and she really inspired me. So I obviously went to Sakara. There's like no surprise there. I've been talking about Saqqara forever. Like it's been on the blog, I feel like in 2014, we had the founders on the podcast and they get it. Okay. When it comes to chef crafted plant rich meals that are delivered to your door, they just, Understand how to nourish your body with a delivery service. Um, I have not found one that I like more. I stocked everything about them before I committed to trying it, and basically, it's amazing. It's known to like boost your energy, improve digestion, and get your skin glowing. Like I said, very plant-based. They have breakfast, lunch, dinner. Um, everyone on my team is obsessed. They have rave reviews from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, etc. The two owners are incredible. And then they also, and I have to mention this, they have this little wellness section on the site where you can get a lot of different cool products. They have like a chlorophyll, which is all the rage right now. Put a couple drops in your water and they have this beauty water. Again, you put a couple drops in your water. So I love how they're really into like wellness essentials with the plant-based meals. Anyways, right now, Sakara is offering All Skinny Confidential Him and Her Listeners 20% off your first purchase when you go to sakara.com slash skinny or enter code skinny at checkout. That's s a k a r a S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash skinny, and you're going to get 20% off your first order, saqqara.com slash skinny. When you're on their site, definitely check out their supplements, herbal teas, and their best-selling metabolism super powder. It's made with this organic raw cacao and it works to boost energy, eliminate bloat, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. You're gonna love it.
0: I don't think I've ever talked about this on the show, but what, you, what you're what you talking about, about like dreaming and future thing. One, Lauren and I do that all the time together. And it, I think it's really, you know, people- Talk
1: When you say that, talk about like, what dream, that is. Like, okay, so, I'll, we can, so I'll
0: give you an example. Like I found this piece of paper from 2016 and it was like, was it 2015? 2000, I was cleaning out my desk the other day. And it said, like, does a platform where we can connect with, you know, speak to people make sense? Like this was before the podcast. It says, like, Does a media company make sense in there? Is there a product line? And if you think about it, it's like there's due media, there's this podcast, there's this product line. But it was all like we wrote these things down mm-hmm. and talked about it vaguely. we didn't have any idea what we were doing, but just like vaguely putting it out there. And I feel like you manifest. And now running a company, I think this is important for maybe. New founders along the way to think about. I always tell my team, I'm like, there's the now people, there's the there's the six month people, and then there's the the leadership team, which is like the two year people. And I don't even think I've told Lauren this. I tell my team all the time, like I personally now in the position that I'm in, don't have the luxury of living in the now or even in the six months. I got to think two years. Like, totally, where's this company going to be in two years? Where is it going to be in now? And once you get there, like, where's going to be in the next two years? Because if I'm thinking in the now every day and acting in the presence, then we don't really have a roadmap to go further in the future. And like, as the as the founder, or as somebody's of leading an organization, you have to be able to lead people further down the road, right? Yes. Yeah. But then there's the people in the organization which are critical, which is like the now people, like the people that are executing on what you need to execute on every single day, whether that's formulating a product or shipping to a customer, answering customer service, or in my case, getting an episode out in time or signing a talent. And then there's the six month people, which is like, If you want to do an event or you want to come out with a new product or like a roadmap. So I think like you're hiring and you're as a founder, you're building like the nows, the six months, and then the the multiple, like for me, it's two years, but they're all critical components of the business. But if you don't have someone at the head of the organization, in this case, you two dreaming about what that future could look like, then you just stay in the same place and never get there. So I think it's really critical. The thing you can't do though, is start thinking so far ahead that you don't actually execute, right? Like you got to, you still got to take the steps. Does that make sense? It makes a
3: lot of sense. And I I think that the switching back and forth between being an operator and being like a visionary is exactly what you need to do, especially in the early days as a founder because your team is so limited. You kind of have to be in there doing the things that you need to do. You're doing everything in the beginning. Exactly. You're doing everything in the beginning. But then you also have to be stepping out and be like, okay, but this is what I really came here to do. Like this is my mission and vision and my purpose in life. And just by being in it for too long, are we doing the thing that we really came here to do? Like are we actually changing people's lives? Are we actually being able to solve wellness like holistically for people for the next 10 years to come. And if that little action does not translate through, then it's like, okay, well, what are we really doing here? But it's exactly that just switching back and forth between the operator and becoming visionary. And then hopefully, once you grow the company a little bit more, you kind of elevate yourself to becoming in a two-year-old all the time.
0: Yeah, but I think people get in trouble because they will see, like someone could look at an array at the stage that you guys have got it to and be like, oh, this is so overwhelming. Like they got this great packaging and this brand and like it almost discourages them from doing it. But why these conversations are so important is like you telling your story about what it looked like in the beginning and how you guys visualize and how you formulate, how you found the doctor and all these steps. Like this is years in the making, but I think people see a finished product and like, oh my God, I can't do it.
2: It's overwhelming. 100%.
1: Can you guys talk about Roadblock's struggles and like get really real with what some of those are whether it's small or big. For me, one of my things while I was building was it was hard for me to step into an entrepreneur because I was a solopreneur. So I was like constantly doing things when I wanted to do it and then having a team, you have to be more thoughtful.
2: Oh my gosh, there's so many and I think yeah, I can like personally name two which are just so like I guess big for us. The first one is with our packaging. So We had spent, I mean, you guys know now, like the amount of time we put in to get that perfect packaging. And we were so excited. And we'd spent, you know, all our money getting everything manufactured. It was supposed to come to us. And it was the big day. Like we were going to get our entire thing of product, right? It comes to us, we open it. And the the label on our bottle was like shiny when we didn't want that. And And it's blurry. It's also blurry. blurry. It's blurry. And I... I think I almost cried. I was like, what What are we going to do? And we called up, obviously, like our printer. They'd made some sort of a mistake with the material they'd used. So then we're like, what do we do? Do we just do a whole reprint? We called our manufacturer. They're like, we can't rip off every single thing. So we're like, can we come and do it? Anyway, we went back and forth, whatever, this all happened. And then I flew out to do a podcast interview in London. And I was speaking to the founder of Rodial. And right after the interview, I showed her a picture of our bottle. And I was like, what do I do? Do I like rip everything off? Like go to the warehouse? Do I do this whole other reprint? And she started laughing. She's like, this is nothing. She's like, you should see the kind of issues that we'd dealt with at the beginning stages. If you are waiting for that perfect thing, then it's not going to happen.
1: That is such a good story. Right? Oh, my God. I need stories like that. Because I'm so hard on myself about perfection. And I want it to be absolutely fucking perfect in every way.
2: That's how we are too, right? And then, like, I remember calling Nish and I was like, we're going to market with this. Like, I don't fucking care. Like, we're going to market with this. And he's like, okay, let's do it. I couldn't be.
3: I honestly thought that that was the end of the business. Yeah, yeah, we we barely started. And this is the end. This is the end. It's like, it's the
2: end before we've even started. And then we went to market. And we saw that people were taking Instagram stories there of was our product. They still posting about it. I was and like, okay, I guess this is kind of working. You had gotten one of the shitty bottles and you probably- Wait, really? Yes, I didn't yes, notice. Oh my yes. goodness. Because she was like one of the, the first, like the right, first right. batch, right? People
0: don't understand, and I talk about this so much, how important it is to just get it the fuck out there. Just go. I mean, it. people think that like, here's the thing. Even when you launch that thing you think is perfect, you obsessing over as a founder, you're going to find something wrong, right? Oh my and gosh, no, totally. and, the, and guess what? The customer is going to find something wrong that you didn't see. I had this company with my dad, we still have it actually, called Jetbed, and we make beds for corporate and private aircraft. And mm-hmm. I tell this story because this is like a high-end clientele. And I was young and like out of school and like, you know, I was like wearing a stupid polo shirt and trying to like act like I was in a, a business professional. And I showed up to this literal billionaire's plane to put this this thing on. We just created it. We're like, it's greatest invention ever. <laughs> and- He goes to lay on it, and the whole fucking thing deflates and breaks while he's laying on it. And I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to salvage the opportunity. And he's like, "What the hell?" And like, we sold him a bunch. It's a high ticket item. And I remember just being so mortified, and being like, "Oh my god!" But from that experience, we got critical feedback. We figured out how to fix the product. And like, this was our launch. This was a launch product, Mm -hmm. right? We just had not been tested in an actual like customers playing the way they had it set up. And and I and I think about that all the time when I'm thinking about any new business because I'm like. What I thought was a deal breaker and going to completely destroy the business actually informed us to be, make the product better and proficient and actually and the company still exists. So any young founder I'm always like, just get yourself out there because like it's never gonna be perfect at launch. And the longer you wait, the more opportunity you get for somebody else to come in and take your thunder. Talk. I
3: also feel like we always learn something out of every mistake that always comes out. Like when I was yeah. when we were having an issue with shipping and when packages are not going through because I don't know, something was wrong with. U, uh, UPS or whatever, then I would get on my motorcycle and drop off these packages like one by one to yeah. every single one of our customers. I love
0: stories like this.
3: And it's, it's crazy because I was doing this and I was driving all over. First of all, I got to see the city. And then second of all, <laughs> when I was when I was dropping each one off, I'm like going to these people's home. I'm like, oh my God, I, I know who our clientele is. Like I can tell what kind of houses they're living in. Do they have a dog? Do they, are they a family? What kind of car do they drive? Like what is their income levels? Like these just help you figure out who your customer is. And then all of a sudden, questions that were so hard for us to answer, like, how much should we price our product? Who's going to be using this? It just all gets answered for you if you are, by, by the accident of UPS, not shipping things properly. Yep.
2: And on top of that, I think that you will always have some sort of issue with, a, like, A, customer, yep. some customers. And what we have learned is that, A, you can't take it personally, and B, kill with kindness. Like, for the longest time, first of all, customers, like, customer service was Nish's cell phone. So you would answer those calls. Nish and I would be answering Up customer- until two months ago, by the yeah. way. Yeah. We would answer all the customer you got a great support. customer
0: service voice, though.
2: So. <laughs> right? Hi. You-
3: welcome to Array. How can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, and we sometimes, like, when, when we had this, like, shipping issue, for example... Of course, like Nish can't drive to LA or New York to deliver these things. We live in Toronto. And so get sometimes like angry customers. Oh, like my package hasn't arrived on time. I'm so disappointed. And some like really, really mean ones. And what Nish would do and like what him and I, like this was our policy, is that just be as nice as possible, apologetic, like genuinely like the nicest person. And every single time... Those customers who were the angriest and the meanest would come back and be like, I am so sorry. I was having a really bad day. Thank you so much for all that you do. I had no idea I was speaking to the founders. I love your product so much. I'm so excited to try it. So I think not taking it personally and just being as kind and like leading with love.
0: We had two customer service issues with Woo in the beginning and you tried the lube. One was we built this thing in the summer, spring summer. Mm -hmm. We didn't account we had so much coconut oil we didn't account that what happens to coconut oil in the winter. Rock hard. It happened to us. Yeah. (laughs) So in the beginning In the moment. I'm like, oh my God, what is it?
2: I I was like, go microwave (laughs) it. Yeah.
0: So go microwave. In the beginning, it was a huge issue because customers like, hey, we can't it's not that the product like formulation was wrong, it's that the bottle we chose couldn't get it out when it got hard. Obviously people are pissed because they're they're getting in the moment. You don't want to be like, I'm trying to go and you can't get this thing out, right? (laughs) And the other was for whatever fucking reason, people's dogs love this shit and they get into it. We have at least 30 images of p- people's dogs that walk in when they're having sex and grab the lube and tear the bottle up. And so we'd get these customers, and be like, hey, we have a problem with our lube, and like it'd either be like, couldn't get out, or the dog just demolished it. And so like when those customers, again, you come with so- you're sorry, you send it out, like you tell them, tell them tips to warm it up until we change the formula. And then like with the dogs, we're like, hey, we'll just send you a new one. But the point is like, there's no way when you're formulating, they're like, hey, keep this away from your fucking dogs because they're just going to demolish it. You How know would you that know was, that? You, you would never know it. But I just think like, for, I, I, the reason I want to tell these stories is I think for people, there's so many people that think like they're, they're getting ready to launch their product and they're like, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not perfect. Can't launch. Can't launch. Got to hold myself. The branding's not right. This is not right. Packaging. Website. It's like, just put it out there.
1: One thing I really try to do with this podcast, and I think Michael does too, is make sure that we really highlight the brands that we think are the best. And it should not surprise you that I'm about to talk about Tradesy because I sold so many of my clothes on Tradesy. It was so streamlined and easy, super quick. And I've also bought a couple bags. So my favorite bag I've bought is this like quilted white Chanel moment. And then I also have this vintage Louis Vuitton backpack. And what I love about TradeZ2 is the experience of unboxing when you order something off the site. They have really awesome products on the site. It's stylish and get it up for ninety percent off retail, which is insane. So I feel like you could start a Tradesy account and you could sell your clothes. You could sell whatever you want, but then you can also shop the site. So you can sell and shop. They have accessible luxury, so you no longer have to settle for less. Tradesy makes it possible to create your dream wardrobe filled with authentic luxury items. So guys, they have new with tags, and that's how I got my and my backpack. It's Gently Love Chanel, Dior, Louis Vuitton, Fendi. And you get it up for 90% off retail, which is insane. And one other thing that I should mention is authenticity. So if you're making a big purchase, it can be overwhelming. But with Tradesy, you never have to worry about fakes. They have this software, which is so crazy. Tracy, the owner, told us about it. And it can detect knockoffs with 99.7 accuracy. All you're going to do is go to Tradesy.com to get $100 off your first purchase of $500 or more with code TSC100. That's $100 off your first purchase of $500 or more with code TSC100. Keep in mind, Tradesy's prices are already up to 90% off, and now they're giving you an extra $100 off. That's T-R-A-D-E-S-Y.com for $100 when you spend $500 or more on your first purchase with code TSC100. 100 Come see what your closet's been missing. Visit tradesy.com today. First-time buyers only. Other terms and conditions apply. Visit tradesy.com for details. One thing that I really respect about both of you throughout this interview is it sounds like both of you two are always trying to better yourself. Like we talked about Naval Ravikant right. yeah. okay. earlier. And I would love to know what are some tools and tactics, whether it's podcasts or books, or I don't know, even a Netflix series that you go to where, where you get value.
2: Oh my gosh. We are voracious readers and podcast listeners. And like, I think for both of us, that's the one thing that we we, we actually love working together for this reason. We were talking about it yesterday that we're constantly like sharing both of our resources so, in terms of like for me, I'm obsessed with Reid Hoffman. Okay. Like I am just on a mission to talk about him to everyone because By the I'm, way,
3: which I introduced, you didn't even know yeah, who Reid yeah, Hoffman it's was. Until like, uh, about I, a year I, ago. I just
2: have such a crush on this man. He's like the smartest person ever. Um, he's the founder of LinkedIn. I listened to his podcast. We both listened to his podcast. Masters of Scale
3: is amazing. It's
2: so good. Greylock Partners as well. We or what is it? Greylock.
3: Greylock, uh, Great. Grey Matter.
2: Grey Matter podcast as well. Really, really good. I loved his book, Blitzscaling. And then, like, of course, there's, like, so many different, I guess, like, self-improvement slash productivity kind of books that I But I think the one—what
3: the, the, what we're really good at is basically, you know, we both have very separate roles in the company. So I come from, like, a, a very analytical, data-driven role when Sif comes from a very branding and storytelling-heavy role. And so we go and read the books that are really interesting and fascinating to us. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go share stories of how those people build companies on the things that they're really, really good at. So I'm going in and literally like going into the, the, the depths of Facebook ads and analytics and cost per acquisition and how to create better click through rates and where should you put your text and where should you put your um, movement of animation so that people can click on things? And and also what kind of subject line will will allow you to have a better um, email kind of open rate and stuff like that. So I'm like really heavily invested in in the things of that. And then SIF on the other hand is like, okay, well, where should we open up our next door? Where should we uh, market and who should we work with? So when we are, when we, we go and purposely go read books or listen to people or talk to people like yourselves about very specific things, and then we can go and share that kind of stuff with each other. But at least it's stuff that's super interesting to us. And then it's so it's just so different.
0: No, you guys are an amazing match. I, this is so important. I mean, you're two founders that bring completely different skill sets, but are completely aligned in the mission. And I think so many times people get two founders or two partners and even a relationship, they get two people together that think and act the same exact way. And that's difficult. You need people that are like contrarian and counter to
1: what your skill set is.
2: A hundred percent. I always say it keeps things interesting.
1: Yes, it definitely keeps things interesting. I really want to talk about bloat. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a turn here. First of all, where does bloat come from?
2: Where does bloat come from? It's honestly digestive issues. And it comes like, there's so many different reasons for why we get bloated. It is everything from our body's inability to produce the right amount of enzymes to break down food, to slow transit times, to a buildup of gas. And what's really interesting in this field is that a lot of the times you hear people taking digestive enzymes, for example, right? Like they have chronic bloating, they take digestive enzymes, and it doesn't help them. And that is because a digestive enzyme is only... Really, it'll only work if the reason you're bloated is because your body isn't producing the right amount of enzymes to break down food. So, bloating can happen for so many different reasons. And I feel like no one talks about it. And yet, everyone is fucking bloated. And for the longest time, it was this like unsexy thing. And what we wanted to do with bloat was like create that really great product, but also make it really palatable and like make it something that pe- people c- could talk about. I mean, you know, with like woo, for example why is no one fucking talking about lube and and sex? Sex. Like why? Everyone's
1: having sex. Everyone's having sex. Everyone's bloated having sex. Everyone's bloated having sex. here's what we need to do. (laughs) We
2: need to do a collab.
1: (laughs) We need to do a collab where you can get rid of your bloat while you're fucking.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I like this. This is it. This is it. I don't want
1: to be bloated in doggy style anymore. It is true. It's over it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> we just came on the billion-dollar idea. <laughs> this is it, guys.
1: This is it. I, I want to break down each ingredient, and I'll tell you why. The reason I was attracted to your brand is because the the ingredients are what plastic surgeons have recommended to me after I got my boobs done, which is really interesting. But why I was having problems is because, one, you have to buy 12 different bottles. Because yes. a bunch of your ingredients you have to buy, like, all different bottles, which is annoying. The bottles are ugly, like you said. Like hide by, and then also, it's soy in the capsule and all these added things, and it's GMO and it's da 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 da. And what I like about your product is it's vegan, it's non-GMO, and it's also everything in one for bloat, if that makes sense. So, can you break down each ingredient and why you chose it?
3: Yeah, so we we very specifically picked ingredients that would solve those specific issues that cause bloat. So, if we're just talking about how we have low transit times, or we have buildup of gas, or that we have not enough enzymes to break down the food. So this is why we have peppermint and almond those are specifically for gas prevention. Then we also have dandelion root, that is an anti-inflammatory, and that actually will help you with the transit times. Then you also have our digestive enzyme, which is bromelain, and that is our enzyme that we use for breakdown of, of food as well, that it kind of speeds up the breakdown of food. And then the last one in there is Slippery
2: Elm as well. So Slippery Elm essentially just like lubricates your intestines and kind of helps you go. But without being a laxative, which was like extremely important to us, like we didn't want this to be something that people kind of like relied on to go to the bathroom because that has like a whole host of issues. Right. So we wanted to create this product, which would not just help people with maybe constipation, but it also helped people with like IBS who were maybe going to the bathroom too much. So these like the six ingredients we have, each of them have a purpose and a very specific purpose to kind of target every every area where digestion can go wrong and optimize it.
3: But it's not only but it's not only that we also actually go deeper than that and we source the ingredients from a very specific part of the plant. So we will start getting our down root from the root of the plant, because that is where the highest extract ratio is. That's where the highest percentage of active ingredients are. However, for slippery elm, we get it from the inner bark of the plant, because slippery elm is a really long plant. You can get it from the plant, you can get it from the root, but the inner bark is where you get the highest percentage of active ingredients. So we have gone and sourced those ingredients from the highest percentage of active ingredients from the part of the plant. We also go and source from the country, which has organic and the best kind of soil there. So our slippery elm will come from Europe, but like our other ingredients come from Canada and the United States. And so we put all those things together. And that's why all of our products work in under an hour.
0: Selfishly, to pique my own interest, how did you guys go about doing all the research? One, to figure out all of these different components and ingredients. And two, how to figure out how to source it. Now, you don't have to give all your secrets away, but like this this sounds like it, was, it took a lot of in-depth research and planning to figure all this out. It's not like something you just like, listen and just, what was it, Slippery Elm? What'd you, what'd you slippery Elm. Yeah, Still, slippery just elm. Like, you know, just like, hey, I'm just going to go chop down a Slippery Elm plant. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it, this is this is obviously very well researched and took some time to figure out the best I mean,
3: this, this is where um, Natalie, our formulator, comes in. She's been working with people with eating disorders and she's been people working with people with uh, mental health problems. And she has a clinic that specializes in this kind of stuff. And literally, these ingredients have actually existed for thousands of years. Like, it's not like these are new plants or anything that. It's just that, and just even just doing the right amount of research for them to see how they work individually and how they work together. And so we have a lot of naturopathic doctors who've actually been playing around with these ingredients for their patients and already kind of doing this in their own practices. But they're only solving this for people who are like suffering from things like IBS. So we are connected in that kind of community of naturopathic doctors who really know and have already been experimenting with all this kind of stuff. And so they're like, okay, well, here's the ingredients that you should use. And then we go and say, okay, we can go source these things, but let's go call up every single manufacturer that we know of and then get them to give us even more referrals to find the right ingredients where they are. And then most people say no, but until somewhere you, you'll find someone say, okay, I produce it, but I produce this in really low quantities. So you go to up your order quantity to 25,000 for us to even be able to produce this and ship this to you. That's kind of what it takes to be able to get that quality of ingredient. But that's what you have to do.
2: Yeah.
1: It sounds great because not only are you preventing bloating, you're preventing sharding and farting during sex. So, no bloat, no shards, no farts. Thank Taylor. God. <laughs> you're using your coconut uh, Taylor, this sounds Taylor, right up your for, alley after too much Panda Express. <laughs> Taylor, for
0: your <laughs> birthday and for Christmas, expect a slippery elm plant from me.
1: No, I'm getting you a uh, Ray. You're you need to pop array. You eat a lot of different unique
2: foods from oh me. Uh, I mean, it, it will it will definitely listen. He has McDonald's too, and it's a uh, Ray saves him. Okay? It's true,
3: it's true. Really? really? It's true, yeah. So
2: after McDonald's,
1: you just pop two.
3: After McDonald's and beer, by the way. Guys, this is the secret. Beer. You can have beer and you can have three blow capsules and it's gone.
1: I like it too during my period. I'm on my period right now and I took some. I like to take and tell me if I'm doing it right. I like to take two capsules after I eat. And if I'm feeling so bloated, sometimes I'll take three and I feel so good about it because it's all herbal supplement. Like there's no added shit.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like we wanted a filler free formula. And it's actually really funny. So when we were going through the formulation process, we were like, I I wanted the most pure thing. So I was like, we're going to do a powder. And it sounds great in theory. But have you ever... Tried these herbs in like just pure form. It is the most disgusting thing. Oh, sure. Well, I it, would eat shit if someone told me it's good for bloating beauty. It was. I really okay, was.
3: but it's not even that bad. Like if you no, like it's kind of things that taste I a little, do. you do. Then you yeah. love it. And then you love I it. I do
2: like weird things, but I, a lot of people don't. So it's smart thing. So that. we we had like the the powder form of this, and so this was, was like version one. I open up the bottle. All the fucking herbs just come right out. I'm like snorting it. I'm sneezing. I'm coughing. It's this whole thing. You can also snort bloat. Yeah. I mean, we I wouldn't recommend really that. Maybe cannot. don't do that. some lines, all right. Maybe don't do that. But yeah. So Watch us <laughs>
3: snort bloat off the table. <laughs> <over here. laughs> That's what we're going to be doing right after this podcast.
2: Oh, man. So yeah, like that was version one of, of the thing. And because the powder worked so well, we're like, we just want to encapsulate this thing. Because that powder, I mean, it. I, I wouldn't consume it. It's just painful. So I was like, how do we just encapsulate it that way? There's no fillers, nothing. And we had to find a manufacturer who would just encapsulate that, that like those ingredients essentially into a vegan capsule. No fillers, no nothing, just fucking clean.
3: But by the way, we figured it out now. You can put them in some warm um, milk or some warm water. If you and want. You can, yeah, if you want to and you can drink it. And it works just as well. It's just...
1: It's Talk just- a little about about what what is in capsules and let me explain what I mean my girlfriend Ingrid who I love you guys she would love your product too she always talks about how in the United States there's so much added shit in not in the capsule but the capsule itself what are some things as consumers we can look for that aren't big no-nos for instance one for me I just if I don't have to consume soy I don't want it it's an estrogen mimicker. like Mm -hmm. I just don't want it so what are some other things
3: so you can, like, first of all, when you're looking at your capsules, you want to make sure you're having just pure veggie hypermellose capsules. Those are, they don't have any gelatin, no additives, nothing else that's in there apart from literally just a vegetable capsule made of cellulose. And that is the purest form of capsule. Are, they're also now testing and working with organic cellulose capsules. Those are coming up soon. But if you're having that, you're, you're good to go. There's nothing else I'll kind of uh, like worry you, should be worrying you in the capsule. Also, really look out for fillers. Because you will have about a 650 milligram um, dosage of a capsule, but 50 to 100 milligrams of that could be fillered. And that's all because of the density of the ingredients that are going in there. If you have a low or high density of a certain ingredient, you usually need to fill up the rest of the capsule just because in the manufacturing process, you need that whole thing to be full in order to encapsulate the capsules together and have them fit tightly. So what people will do, is they'll put 50 to 100 milligrams of fillers in there. And that way you fill it up. And then now you have the manufacturing process to put those capsules together, but you're just getting like fillers out of God knows what in them. Like, they're edible, but they're not good for you. So we are doing the thing where we are going and sourcing exactly the right amount. Otherwise we're, we're changing out the ingredient entirely if you can't find the right density of it, or we actually increase the density of the ingredient so you can fill it up with no fillers whatsoever.
1: Wow. So look at your label, because you could be taking something supernatural, but the capsule is what's screwing up things. I feel like you need to look into that. I have a question that has nothing to do with
2: anything we're talking about. (laughs) I am dying to go to India. You mentioned India. He's been. I've only been once to get what was going to be like my wedding outfit, which uh, never happened. So that's the only time I've been to India. But he's been. India is (laughs) honestly
3: like an amazing country. So. I spent a lot of my early days in India and then my ent- entire extended family lives there. I'm from a place called Orissa. It's in East India. But honestly, we grew up there and the culture is just so different and wildly vivid. So Steph and I have been staying in, in Canada for some time now. And yeah, it's, it's great. Canada is a great country. I love it. People are really kind there. But when you go back to a place like India, the culture is one of just they honestly care about you more than they care about themselves. They, You go over to somebody's house and they're just feeding you. They're just constantly feeding you. They want to do as much as they can for you. They want you to go and stay in their homes and whatnot. And so we actually spent quite some time in in Bangladesh, where, where steps from very, very similar cultures. And we were like, oh my God, there's something about this culture that is so amazing and just take us, take us back to kind of our roots and where we were born from because the people are so nice. And then when you come back and also like, from a customer service perspective, it's just like people will do anything and mm-hmm. go above and beyond for you. Like your your car doors is getting open for you no matter what. by anybody who's kind of driving, even by your Uber driver, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll drop you off and open the car door. They will, like even when you're sitting at a restaurant, it's just like the, the service is absolutely insane. They'll, they'll just go absolutely above and beyond. They will give you your food. And if you didn't like it, they will make you a completely different dish off of the menu because they're like, okay, well, I, I heard you really liked it. So let me go make you, some kitchery, which is like a local Indian dish, as an example, it's just the the service and the the service and like the how open and how hospitable they are is, is really at a next level.
1: It sounds like there's a lot of heart.
3: Yeah, there's a there's a lot of a heart. Lot people, of heart. People, well, yeah. If
1: someone's gonna travel there, where would you recommend they go?
3: Oh my god! You got to go to Kerala, south of India. Amazing place. Okay. Obviously, visiting Mumbai would be amazing because it's super nice. Nepal is absolutely beautiful. But
2: Nepal isn't in India, though. Okay,
3: that's fair. But like, it's close to it's India. Close, and it's, it's, it's close by. Must we visit. really
2: want to go to Jaipur. I- I've never. Have you been?
3: No, I've not been yeah, yet.
2: Yeah. So we've neither of us have been. We really want to go. So I don't know. Like whenever we get to go to India together, that's where we want to go. But I've heard it's like absolutely beautiful. I went to Delhi to do like wedding shopping, and I have, ne- like, I have never seen like fashion on that sort of scale. It is wild. Like, the the bridal gear there, it is on a different level. The jewelry, it's like a whole thing. Cool. It's a whole thing, yeah. I really
1: want to go. Yeah, hint, hint, hint. Well, I mean,
0: <laughs> we, once this whole thing's over, we're gonna get it
1: going to get going. If you places. had to leave our audience with a book, a podcast, a resource, I know you already mentioned a few, but one that it, it could be something you read five years ago, but something that just has really helped you on your journey and can provide the audience with a lot of value, what would that be?
3: So I think really good books is how to build a story brand
2: Oh my god I was going to say that, that one. Yours? you stole it from I'm my sorry. Love song. No, Don- I'm sorry Donald
3: Miller Yeah but
0: Donald It's one I to- it's honestly Donald
1: come on the podcast
0: I di- Aren't we talking to him I just going to Listen it's I well, think it is one of the best books for anyone thinking to build a brand one of the most tangible anyone can jump into it anytime I don't want to stir that's but that's, a, but that's a, a great recommendation Yeah
2: I that's actually the book I read before like Right while we were building Array, and it is an incredible resource for anyone who's trying to release anything. It's it's anything. incredible. Yeah, it's truly truly amazing. For me, oh God, what do we? Oh. Good to great. That's like one of my favorite books, both of our favorite books, actually. Like we really like it. I think a lot of operating principles when it comes to building a great brand and like a great company, even if you're just a tiny one starting out, we've like we've used so many of the principles, like, for example, hiring, like the, the intentional hiring, like there's a saying there, it's like, get the right people on the bus and the wrong people off the bus. And that is literally the most important thing. And that has informed our hiring practices so deeply so probably from like an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial perspective those two
3: and then also the last one is blitzscaling if you're trying to win the gold medal in yeah. building companies then blitzscaling is a great book it may not apply as much to ddc companies but portions of the book will definitely apply to ddc com- companies mm-hmm.
1: i love the recommendations can we do a giveaway and a code yeah. for the audience is that okay yeah. Yes. okay let's give away what should we give away
2: Mm, we can do a bloat and calm. Let's do a bloat
1: and calm. I personally am so obsessed with the bloat. Do you want to do a double bloat? Let's do a double bloat and do calm. It. All you guys have to do is follow, say your Instagram handle at array.co. Okay. And also tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostick. And do we have a code or should we include it in the? Yeah,
2: it's TSC for 10% off.
1: (laughs) Love it. TSC for 10% off. I would recommend if you guys are just starting out to try the bloat just because I've tried it so many times. I take it all the time, like seriously, like probably like 20 times a week. It's so amazing for bloat. And I also feel like I'm getting so many different benefits from all of the ingredients that don't even have to do with bloat. So definitely check it out. You guys are both amazing founders. I'm really excited to see what's to come for you guys. Pimp yourself out. Tell us your Instagram
2: handles, where they can find the product. So you can shop the product at array.com. I am at Sif hyder on Instagram.
3: And I am plenty of niche.
0: Well, listen. You guys are fun. You're thoughtful. You're hustlers. I have no doubt what you're doing is going to be massively successful. So, congratulations. I don't forget about us when you make it to the big leagues. Please come back on the show. <laughs> thank Talk you. Talk to us you. again. Um, not that you're already not in the big leagues. When when this thing blows the fuck up and just takes over the world, don't forget about us. Come back. We're we're, we're
2: doing the we're doing the woo and array collab. collab. That's what it's that's gonna be. That's the next big thing. That's, that's the, the next, billion dollar idea. idea. No one wants bloat when they're having maybe, sex. Maybe
0: maybe if we did that. I'll do can, the
1: infomercial. Can yeah. You Yes, <laughs> hell
0: yes! <laughs> Maybe if we did that, I could get off this fucking mic and not have to take. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, I'm
1: just thank you guys for coming on.
3: Thank, thank, you. Yes. So this was thank you
1: so much. Thank you,
2: thank you.
1: Fun to win a goodie bag from Array. You're gonna want this one. All you have to do is tell us your favorite part of this episode on my latest Instagram at Lauren Bostic and someone from the team will drop into your inbox and tell you you won. I know you're going to be obsessed with the bloat. I take mine every single day. I cannot live without it, especially in postpartum. And with that, we'll see you next time.